All right. On this episode of the LPDS, we're talking about dealing with the stress and overwhelming nature of plans changing, schedules changing, things going wrong in your life's lives, and uh, adjusting to that, coping with that, finding the ways through when you're dealing with that mumbo jumbo so you don't become, you know, mentally weak and collapsing. So we'll get into that. That'll be a quick one because there's not much to say. There's just important things, important lessons there on how to get started on that path. So that'll be a good one. That, that'll that be a good junction right there. We do have some current events. Keyword is plural events, despite what... Well, I'll get into it in the current events time. And then we have a pretty good cage fact for you, as usual. So all that's coming right now. All right, Jabronis, we're back. Welcome back to the Libretti Podcast Diary Show. I'm your host, Libretti. Hopefully, uh, everybody had a good week. I had a week for sure. And I'll get into that in the junction when we talk about jumping hurdles and handling uh, stress and making it through and progressing and what have you. Um, So stay tuned for that. But I hope everybody had a good week and accomplished their goals and had a good weekend on top of that. A little relaxation, a little cleaning, a little getting ready for the next week. So by the time you're listening to this, you're already in the next week and you're doing the do. So good on you. I found out that, not found out, but I, I, I have a theory that when my computer runs too hot, my laptop starts getting too hot, that's when there starts to be a lot more lag between audio and video when recording. So in YouTube land, if you see that, it's tough to keep the laptop cool these days in Texas because it's 100 degrees out every day, all day and night. So I got the fan going and I got everything AC on and all that good stuff, but sometimes you just run hot. And this... This mic stand is going to be the death of me. The death of me. Because I refuse to buy a new one and a better one yet. So I have to learn the hard way. Because I'm trying to save up money for a better audio interface. Which is the mixer here. You can't really see it in YouTube land, but it's right here in the back. Um, So I can get better audio. But anyway, I digress. Don't forget to like and subscribe. (laughs) Hit the hotline, 202-670-1114. Please hit that hotline and and talk to me about your problems and troubles and questions and good things and wins you had uh, so we can you know enjoy your lives and successes as well here on the show. Um, or we can anonymously help give you tips if you don't want to be identified with questions and stuff like that. So call that hotline. All right. 
everybody knows about this disastrous Titanic submarine circus act. It's a tragedy, but it's a circus act. Okay? If you're not tracking, if you've been living in a submarine for the past several weeks, this sub, it's called the Titan Sub, funny, was created by this rich dude to take other rich people down to go see the Titanic wreckage. Now, this has been done before by other rich people who have the technology and the ability to get these subs that, that can go down to see the Titanic wreckage. Uh, and that's just what rich, look, that's what rich people do. Okay. They have a lot of money. They're bored. Their girlfriends or wives are out cheating on them with younger, studlier men, and they need something exhilarating with their lives again. So they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to go and do something that us poors can't do. We can't go see the Titanic wreckage. They can, so they do it. But this one particular company, Ocean Gate, ironically named, um, bragged about cutting corners and doing things unconventionally when it came to creating their sub, their submarine submersible to get people down there. They used a game controller, a video game controller, um, and they cut corners of the safety regulations and this and that. And long story short, it was only a matter of time before this sub was going to implode and some disaster was going to happen because it wasn't prepared. It wasn't functional to go down to, to those depths in the water. Now, I think it had a couple excursions that were okay. But again, it was only a matter of time. And this company has been sued in the past and called out and this and that for all their problems. And they just continue to lie and cover things up. And now... It cost people lives because of it. Anyway, that was the story. That's what happened. This sub went down. It imploded. Everybody, all, all five people died on board. Uh, and that sucks for those people. And it's a tragedy. So the issue I have with this all, and I'm sure other people feel the same way. And then I'm sure there's other people who think I'm tinfoil hatty. And I'll tell you, I'll separate my tinfoil hattiness with the real truth of it all. I try to be unbiased after all and objective. So this story took up our entire week last week, June 20th to the 25th or whatever it was that week in 2023. Monday, the thing went missing. Tuesday, Wednesday, and up into early Thursday, it was 24-7 coverage of are these guys going to run out of oxygen? We, they're still missing. We're trying to find them. Everybody's scrambling to make this happen. There's a crane, a boat crane, a thousand miles away. Maybe you can get there in time and find it and scoop it up and this and that. And then Thursday comes. They're out of oxygen, according to the math that everybody ran. And then they, the Coast Guard and, and the government get on the news to give us an update. And they're like, hey, yeah, we found the wreckage. Oh, by the way, the Navy confirmed through their 
classified technology and capabilities to pick up stuff, that this thing imploded immediately after they lost communications with the thing on Sunday. Okay? And here's my here's my problem. Well, there's there's the media cover-ups that I have a problem with, but my here's my real problem. They took us on this media charade. They had people going out and spending time and money and effort putting themselves in danger to go find this stupid thing for days on end, the whole week, tricking us into doing this. And the families of the victims are sitting there thinking that, Maybe there's a chance that we can get we can find them. Maybe there's a chance. Meanwhile, the government knew the entire time there was no chance these people were already dead. And they didn't tell anybody about it. They didn't do a goddamn thing. They didn't tell the families. They didn't nothing. So they just prolonged the devastation to those families and loved ones. Not so much that one billionaire stepson who clearly didn't give a crap about his stepfather being being potentially dead, likely dead, because he was out there having a grand old time, going to concerts, twitting about it, hitting up OnlyFans models on the twit. Real problematic. He was probably just doing it for clout, maybe, and that's how his, that was his coping mechanism, I hope. I hope he's all right and not just a real piece of garbage. But anyway, the families had to suffer even longer in that... in in the mystery and the unknown of what's going on with their with their loved ones. But we knew the whole time, and we didn't say anything. And I say we collectively, but our government knew the entire, immediately after. Immediately after. And they did nothing. And that's my biggest problem with this whole thing, is that they just toy with people's emotions and lives for their own personal gain or protection in this case. And in this case, it was to cover up a multitude of things that went on this week. So we're going to get into the current events that actually happened this week while everyone thought that only one thing happened. First things first, and this is actually, I'm going in order of... uh, the wet cat actually sent me a video that did a, a a good itemized list of everything because I didn't miss one or two things uh, when I was writing my own list. So I'm just going in the order of the video that the wet cat sent me. Um, so yeah, we'll get into it. All right. Sorry about that. I had a technical issue, not a phone call this time, just a, a, a tech issue I had to figure out. So I wouldn't come, you know, I wouldn't have choppy video for you guys. So anyway, Let's get into the current events that actually occurred. Okay. And now again, this is not this is not the tinfoil hat part. This is just what happened. Okay. This is not opinions. This is not what I wanted to happen. I didn't want any of this to happen. This is exact this is actually just what occurred in the past week during the same time frame of the submersible excursion that already actually concluded on Sunday. All right, so we got, I think we discussed the J.P. Morgan, Jeff Epstein situation where they settled 
they, they they decided to settle through court and pay in millions of dollars or whatever in restitution. I don't know exactly where that money's going. Probably just back to the government. I'm not certainly not to the families of the victims of the of the children that were raped. But the emails exchanged between the JP Morgan folks and Epstein were released. Immediately following that release, several they they were said it said several of the emails were deleted. Now, guess how many emails were deleted? 10 or 20? Try 47 million emails exchanged over years and years between the Epstein camp and the J.P. Morgan bank folks. Seven million. And JP Morgan was only fined four million dollars for it. This giant bank industry, this huge giant trillion plus dollar bank industry, was fined four million dollars for deleting 47 million emails in relation to the Epstein child sex trafficking ring. Okay, so that went on. There was also a, I don't think it's a completed attempt, but the beginnings of a vote or an attempt to vote on a possible impeachment of the president in the House started last week. Mum was the word on that. Okay. The Pentagon made another accounting error. This time, the error was for $6 billion that went to Ukraine. Now, this accounting error was another incorrect valuation of supplies and funds to the Ukraine. They must have moved the decimal point to the wrong spot. And it ended up being a $6 billion error. So $6 billion more actually went to the Ukraine that they originally estimated. Um, but they're not going to give that money back to the, to the American people because they're just printing it up you know, on their own and sending it out there. This is now the second billion-plus-dollar error that the Pentagon has made in the last month regarding supplies and funds and support to Ukraine. And the third time this has happened by the Pentagon in the last six months in general. They did it with the DOD budget a few months ago. They came back and said, oops, we actually gave them more money by several billion dollars. Okay. Now, these are not mistakes on paper with, oh, the decimal's wrong. Oh, I read this wrong. This is actual taxpayer money that has been sent to people incorrectly. Okay? Now, I'm going to step into the tinfoil hat zone a little bit and give you my theory. My theory is that they knew about this all the time, the entire time. They knew what they were doing. They knew they were giving more money to the DOD for their contracts and the military-industrial complex so that can still thrive. And they knew they were giving all that money to the Ukraine on top of the stuff that they put out 
formally of the support that they put out, plus this other under the table stuff that's unaccounted for. I think they knew about it the whole time, but because they also knew that they can't hide ten plus billion dollars of under the table support and funds, they had to figure out a way to get this out get get out in front of it by saying this is an accounting error. They did it back. They've they've been doing that for years and years and years. Every time they've been laundering money or sending money or doing whatever illegally. They hide it under accounting errors that nobody's held accountable for. Nobody's got to get lose their job or anything for mishandling $6 billion. And by the way, that money, because it was a quote-unquote error and misevaluation of, of items, that money is unaccounted for. Nobody knows what that money went to. It doesn't. It's not accounted in the books of like this went to supplies, this went to charities, this went to people. No, it's just it was a pile of cash, six billion that went right into Zelensky's pocket and all his other his other pals in his posse to go do whatever they wanted with it, just based on their agreement they had for years back when Joey B was VP. All right, back to objective reality again, to the current events. Okay, so you have that misappropriation of funds. Got it. The next thing that happened is Hunter Biden, son of President Joe Biden, pled guilty and got a sweetheart misdemeanor slap on the wrist for his like tax evasion and tax fraud and all the investigations that the IRS has been slow rolling and protecting and covering up for quite some time now. Federal offenses, felony federal offenses that he got down to a misdemeanor, no jail time, no real fines, just a, hey, buddy, don't get caught again. That's how stupid this guy was. He was being protected and still got caught. So he got the slap arrest. They didn't want to tell you that. Also, with, within that whole investigation and the congressional hearings on that, the whistleblowers from the IRS revealed multiple, multiple like proven items and pieces of evidence that show the connection between our president and his son with all these shady dealings going on with China and Russia and other countries and stuff which is now being denied by the press secretary and all those people right now. So another corrupt politician doing exactly what they do best and lying about it and, and gaslighting us, pretending, making us out to be crazy. And again, that's not my opinion. This is out there. This is actually out there. If you if you actually look it up yourselves, do your own research, man. Uh, it's out there. It happened. It's I, I wish it didn't, but it happened. Okay. The next thing that happened was apparently some whistleblowers in a different matter went missing. Whistleblowers against the FBI's because they're they're going through it now. The FBI with allegations and and testimonies of them breaking the law on behalf of the the presidential administration, and those whistleblowers are MIA. 
Don't know anything else about them. I tried to look up some information. I couldn't find much on them. Shocker. Um, and then the final thing that happened. Yeah, there's more, guys. There was another thing. Okay? Actually, two more things. This is nuts. Um, one of the senators or congressmen, I don't know. What is Adam Schiff? Is he a senator or a congressman? Whatever he is, he got censured in the House or the Senate last week. Um for being a problem, for being a bad guy, corrupt, doing illegal criminal things. And his response was, they're only doing this because they know I'm better than them and I beat them. So they had to find ways to to, to complain about it, essentially. So that's the attitude of the congressmen and senators we have for the majority in there, in those positions. They legitimately think they're better than us just because they got voted in and they got called out for committing com- criminal activity. And it's not just Schiff. It's all of them. So when they all get called out, they all say the same thing. They're doing it because they're threatened by me. No, they're doing it because you're a criminal and you're a liar and you're a piece of shit. Now, that's not objective news. That's my opinion. But so he got censured. Then we got... Uh, Durham, the dude who created the Durham report on the whole Russia hoax, they had his congressional hearing this past week releasing all the information that proved that the Russia hoax with the collusion between Emperor Trump and the Russians during the 2016 elections was actually the opposite. It was actually Hillary Clinton and the gang colluding with Russia to create this hoax to, to bring him down, to bring the Emperor Orange Man down. Um, and this is not my this is not a statement you know for or against any of them this is a statement of fact that's what happened that that old rich dude was being accused of colluding with the russians to beat hillary clinton another rich dude looks like a dude and in reality it was her colluding to create this hoax to get him not elected and nothing will be done against her because you'll get suicided if you do that. So creature, you just know if I'm, if I'm never on sticks, when I say I'm going to be on sticks with you guys, you now know why it's because I keep flapping my gills about this stuff and telling the, the cold hard facts. Anyway, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven absolute bombshell news stories that went completely unheard of, unheard from, no information on, silenced, sullied in the same week that a submarine accident occurred and was lied about for an entire week. Okay, now putting on the tinfoil hat theory again, my side, this is opinion. I think more happened. I don't know what, but I think more went on that they're covering up that they won't tell us about. I don't know what. If I find out, I'll let you know. But okay, now we can take the tinfoil hats off. That's the current events. Wild stuff going on in the news that you don't know about. And now... 
44 of you people from the LPDS Junction, the universe, will know about it. So hopefully you guys can spread the good word and let people know this shit's going on. And it's crazy that this shit's going on and being covered up by an accident that occurred days ago and they lied about it and pretended that it wasn't a, a that it wasn't an accident until days later they lied and gave false hope to the families of the victims so they can cover up their corruption and their criminal activity that's our government i can't talk about it anymore cuz i'm getting angry and everyone's going to think i'm a psychopath cuz all i talk about is how corrupt these people are that we voted in I had to take a break. I had to drink some of this crazy bop, fizzy, fizzy bubblegum. No more peasant water. Off the peasant water. This is the sparkling stuff. This is good stuff. Top tier. All right. Now to the good stuff. Finally, let's step into the cage. Okay, let's run. All right. Today's Into the Cage segment is proudly sponsored by Puke prints, aprons you can wear to the bars and clubs that look just like clothes, but you can puke on them, then rip them off and toss them in the trash without ruining your favorite fishnet shirt. Then get back to the, to the bar, succumbing to peer pressure and drinking more so you look cool in front of that hot chick you've been trying to get with who already decided hours ago that she wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole because you're disgusting and you got your nipples hanging out of your shirt but you don't pick up on her signals because you've had too many shots of rumple mints, so you think it's about to be on tonight. So you follow her and her crew to the Waffle House at 2 a.m. to make your move, only to find her behind the counter sitting on a waffle iron getting smothered and covered by your best friend Trevor. And just before you sneak up on him to get your revenge and strike him over the head with a frying pan, the waitress comes up to you and says, hey, that's a great clean shirt. And it's all thanks to puke prints. So visit www.shirtsaver.com and use the promo code PUKE for 29% off your first puke print. What a wild story for that poor bastard. And just think about how much worse it would have been if he actually puked all over his clothes. Vomited, throw up. What are what other good words for puke? It's a pretty good word. Some people don't like it, like moist. And another... I'm sure there's other words out there. Moist, puke, pee-pee. That's not a bad word. That's more of a funny word. It's just pee-pee. Anyway, cage fact. All right. I got an update from the Nick Cage cameo from The Flash. And I'm going to just tell you right here. When we're right, we're right. Okay, I've been talking about this for a couple weeks now, actually, about this this reported cameo of Nick Cage. And the director came out and said it was official and this and that. And just like I said prior, I said, I'm skeptical. And you should be skeptical, too. And we were right. Because the cameo was just a CGI Nick Cage. So maybe they got, maybe he gave his, like they paid him for his voiceover, maybe, or in his face, or they just use AI for his voice and they got the rights to use his face for the CGI. 
but it wasn't really him. It was CGI Nick Cage. There's actually no telling he he had anything to do with it at all. And and just like we suspected, everyone was was just talking it up to get people asses in seats and paying money to go see this movie. Now, I will say I did read an interview with Kevin Smith from, you know, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. He was one of the writers from the Tim Burton Superman that I might have said Spider-Man before when I said Cage's cameo. If I did, I meant Superman. I've been mixing up Spider-Man and Superman. So he was one of the writers and he oh, he told the famous story of how the main writer was the one who wanted to do the whole giant spider thing and how everyone thought it was ridiculous. And that's one of the big reasons why the movie got canced, canceled. Um, and then he took that spider storyline and brought it over to Wild Wild West instead. But in this cameo, the CGI cameo, Nick Cage Superman does fight a giant spider. And Kevin Smith in an interview said that it was sort of mind-melting to him that to see the actual story come to fruition in some way, shape, or form. Like, they worked on this for a long time, way back in the in the day, in the early the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, to, so to finally see it on screen, he said it was pretty crazy. And he actually did admit, he's like, man, the giant story, the giant spider story might have actually worked because it looks pretty good here. Now, again, CGI is 2023. Of course, it's going to look a little bit better than it would in the, the late 80s, early 90s. But um, CGI, I'm not spending money on the movie. I already said I wasn't going to. And now I'm definitely not going to. And I don't even want to watch it to get any sort of screen time for more viewership for that kidnapper, Ezra Miller. Um, and I think if you go and spend money on that movie, I think you're a sucker. I think you just get roped into the fact that it's a superhero movie and you're just going to, oh, I've seen every other one. I might as well go see this one. You're a sucker. And you're spending money on, on nonsense. You could spend that money on anything else that would be better than a movie that stars a child kidnapper and a criminal. And because the 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 network or or the uh, production company was was too morally corrupt to not put this movie out because they wanted to make money off of it. Now now people are going out and paying for it. You could spend that money wisely. You want to know where to spend that money? Go buy a good brother fig and get a sweet WWE action figure. Hell, if you play the raffles right, you could get two sweet action figures. For the cost of the ticket and snacks to go see that garbage movie in theaters and give any sort of money and, and attention to that criminal. And that's psychopath. So the choice is yours, really. Crim funding a criminal and funding the people who are, are backing a criminal or the opportunity to get one to two top-tier championship figurines from Good Brother Figs via direct purchase or a raffle. I'm I'm going with the Figs. If I, I have that money left over because I'm not going to see that stupid damn movie, I'm going to go buy some Figs. Maybe I'll get a Stone Cold. He even has 
other t- other story, you know, other genres, if you will. He's got some superhero ones. He's got some Ninja Turt Daddy ones. He's got some new ones that look legit. Good Brother Figs and the Bone Crusher got some legit new Ninja Turtle figs. They're awesome. I hope he actually doesn't sell them. I hope he keeps them for his own collection. But go to Good Brother Figs and get those and spend your money wisely. Not on this smut to go watch CGI Nick Cage. Talk about an insult. Thank God we were skeptical here. We knew the whole time it was too good to be true. Nick Cage hasn't done an uncredited cameo in a movie since Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Pretty much. And he was credited. It was just his original name, his real name, Coppola. So that doesn't even count. The guy doesn't go uncredited. He is the credit. So I knew it was too good to be true. Don't waste your money on that movie. But... I'll wait for it to come out on YouTube so I can watch the uh, the spider fight. Anyway, that's the cage fact. I'm hot and bothered, if you couldn't tell. Those current events really got me hot and bothered. I got to stop. I got to cool off. And speaking of which, we'll spin into the, you know, move over to the junction, spin the logo up, spin into the junction. I always say that because I'm thinking about spinning the logo up. And really, I want to chug, chug a chug into the junction. And then spin the logo up, not spin into the junction. I'm an idiot. Anyway, perfect segue into the junction topic of trying to handle stress um, and when plans go awry and change, and that creates stress because now I'm hot and bothered and I'm emotional, and now I got to figure out how to handle those emotions and deal with that accordingly. So this past week, really the past couple weeks, I have scheduled out my days based on the you know the controllables and what I know of my work my workload what I got going on personal life wise business wise all that stuff and every day this entire week the plan has changed something has gone wrong I got more work added to my plate somebody had to cancel something somebody had to shift something over and it's created a you know a lot of churn in my day. And now, one off, each individual thing, a single issue, minor setbacks. But when you add them all up and they keep piling on top of each other, the emotions start to pile on too. And that's when the stress starts to come in and you start to feel overwhelmed to the point where you think you have too much to do, so much to do that you just don't do, you don't want to do any of it. It's like, I got so much on my plate now that I'm just going to freeze and not do any of it. And it'll all go away because I'm overwhelmed. Now, in the grand scheme of things, that's not the case. And that's what I'm getting at here. So I had, I think, I, I don't know if I talked about it here this past, last week or what, but my garbage disposal crapped the bed. It didn't break. It just got clogged. The pipe got clogged. Luckily, it actually wasn't the garbage disposal. It was It was just creating some adversity and issues with the garbage disposal because of the clog. Um, otherwise, I would have had to replace the whole thing, which would have been a, a bigger pain. But I don't know anything about that sort of stuff, m- minus standard plumbing that I learned from Super Mario in the on Nintendo. So it took me a little longer to figure that out, but 
every video I looked up and every suggestion I got from friends and plumbing experts and people I know in the in the who plumb, they all said the same thing. Hey, go do the Allen wrench trick or whatever that that garbage disposals have at the bottom. You fit the Allen wrenches, you size it up, and you spin it, and it manually spins the the motors and all the gizmos and gadgets underneath that breaks up the crap in there. And then when you pour down, you know, pour water down and run the faucet, it'll it'll actually fire it down as opposed to it being compacted around the motor mechanisms and stuff. I, I was thinking, great, this is going to save me hours of learning more, you know, YouTube video lessons and getting in there and taking, excuse me, taking pipes apart and taking the, disco- the disposal apart and all this stuff. I'll just try this. Well, of course, of course, the garbage disposal installed on my sink prior to me getting here, obviously, and, and purchasing this compound, this ranch, is the only no-name garbage disposal in the garbage disposal industry. It is some jabroni company that made a garbage disposal and the previous owner is like, that's the one I have to get. It's not It's not even the same size as every other standard garbage disposal as far as uh, width of the, of the, what is it, the hole? <laughs> I don't know, what do plumbers call the hole in the sink to get into the, into the garbage disposal on the pipe? It's not even the same width and, and size, you know, dimensions. That's the word, dimensions. Because when I went to buy one of those little um, sink filters or whatever they're called, strainers, to hopefully block some more crap from getting in there, then I could take that strainer out, that screen or whatever. Like, so it's sort of like a colander for sinks, and I could throw it in the garbage. I can't find the right size. They're all too big for my garbage disposal because it's the only, the only one of that size of dimension and tomfoolery, really, because it doesn't have the Allen wrench option at the bottom. And and short of taking the whole thing apart, which I wasn't going to do, there might be a hidden area where they have the option in this one. But again, it would have taken me hours to take it apart to find that area, to find that Allen wrench hack. So I had to go through... The, the standard pipes, the PVC pipes to snake my way through to find the clog and snake it out. And that shot my day up because I had plans of working on business stuff and marketing and content and studying and reading and learning and growing. And uh, I did read and learn and grow. It just happened to be for garbage disposal repair and and, cl- and unclogging and, um, and also how to control my emotions better. I, I read up on that too, that same day. Um, so everything got changed. The stick schedule for this week was changed. When we were hitting sticks, we usually have a pretty tight schedule based on all of our work schedules of the people that play and um, our social lives for the most part and everything else we got going on. We know exactly when we're going to be able to sticks each week so we can unwind and catch up with our, our best pals, our brothers. And Mrs. Wet Cat, I consider you part of the brotherhood. You know, you're a brother. I, I say brother, generally speaking, but I know you're a lady, but you're a brother. 
Um, but that that schedule got all jacked up because who's got friends coming in? Who's got garbage disposals they have to fix and have to had to shift their work schedule? So now they can't. I can't sticks. Who's doing sexy time on the couch while sticksing? So you can't you can't sticks. It was a nightmare of a schedule, uh, but again, I thank God for the for my close knit pals because instead of us all getting angry that we all had shit going on that changed our schedule, the times we did get on, we made the best of it and it was awesome and still fun. Uh, but it was a nightmare of a schedule, sticks wise. And let me tell you something: this sounds crazy, and this is definitely a first world problem for sure. But nothing. Am I still recording? Yeah, I'm still recording. That would have been a nightmare. Speaking of nightmares, nothing gets you more emotionally charged up than when you have a plan for something you enjoy doing—a simple pleasure, a self treat, whatever you want to call it. Nikki sticks. When you have a plan to do this, this is something like a vacation, whatever, a good thing. I'm gonna have a milkshake tonight, and that plan goes awry because of something you did wrong or an uncontrollable or what have you. When you're looking forward to something and then that gets delayed or canceled or postponed or whatever, that is when I get the most emotionally charged up and incapacitated. Because just like most of you guys, I'm sure, sometimes we're, we have weeks in our lives where that's the only thing we're looking forward to. We're up against it at work. Our workouts have been sucking. Everything has been going wrong that week, but at least I have movie night with my family or taco night or sticks. And you just keep waiting and waiting. This is, I can't wait for sticks night. I can't wait for sticks night. I can't wait for milkshake night, whatever it is. And then the night comes, that day comes, and it goes to shit, and you don't even get that. And now the whole week is shit. That's the that is emotionally the most incapacitating for me, next to actual serious issues like deaths and families and and cancers and sicknesses like that. Let's be honest here; we're talking relatively speaking. Um, but thankfully, I have good friends, and when we were able to still find a way to enjoy it, and that goes. That's the lesson. That's the lesson we'll get to at the end. Is that they're not these are not brick walls. These are not dead ends. These are slight detours to success. Bad weather could be that as well. This week I had to deal with some random bad weather at inopportune times that that delayed my outdoor activities that I was trying to do. Whether it was heat advisories that I had to adjust my running schedule or workout schedule or dog walk schedule or, or bad rain that adjusted my lawn mowing schedule. Now, apparently, there was a heat advisory going on in, in the tech in Texas, in the Houston area, maybe all of Texas, and I was not tracking it. I thought that a hundred degrees in June all week was just June in Texas, just a summer week in in, in Texas in June. But a, apparently, I guess thankfully, that was out of the ordinary and it should go back down to the low to mid nineties next week so thank god for that um i didn't mind that that much except 
trying to run. I was running early in the morning when it was 82 degrees outside and humid, and that was miserable for me because I'm 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 out of shape. Um, and that's pretty much the reason why I'm out of shape, and it makes it more difficult to to run in that in that sort of environment. So. Um, had to deal with all that stuff. Had to figure out my schedule on that. On top of bullshit at work going on with different tasks, different sch- schedules changing, other people having issues and things like that. And these are normal things that happen at work for everybody anyway. But you pile it on the shit pile and it, and it creates problems with your schedule because now you have a smaller window to get sticks in and, and whatever. And it makes it more, you know, everything becomes more difficult and you, you run out of time to go do other, you know, relaxing things that you want to do with your day. Um, then if you have the the random occurrence of diarrheas like yours truly, and I don't mind saying it, people think that's disgusting, but you're have, you have diarrheas. I know, I know a lot of you that listen to this show. I've been there when you've had to deal with diarrhea. So don't pretend that like it's disgusting. You know, I don't want to talk about it. It's nasty. Why are you telling me this? Look, if I have to have the tough conversations about reality, so be it. So like you guys can feel comfortable not having to talk about it, but we all have it. And it happens at the most inopportune times. Like, I don't know when you're in the middle of a work call and you're getting ready to speak and you have to go run and take the phone call on your phone and pretend to talk to them while you're not like to like, pretend you're not in the bathroom dropping bombs like D-Day in the middle of this call. And then you got to cover the phone ever so slightly so that they you could be heard, but you don't hear the echo of the bathroom and the vent going on. So, yeah, it's a reality. It happens. And I don't mind talking about it. Now, you couple all that with everything else that went on that week. You get stressed out, guys. That's what I'm saying here. Stress is normal. So don't, don't, you don't have to feel like you're the only one who gets stressed and feels overwhelmed and incapacitated by the shit going on in your weeks. Now, these are all first world problems. And this is part of the lesson here. And I know some of you are going to go quick to one upping. Well, Try doing that with a family and kids and try doing that with a job where you have to work 14 hours a day plus a family and kids and try doing that with living with sick parents and this and that. Got it. This is not a a dick measuring competition for who has more shit going on in their weeks. Because I know I don't have a lot going on. Cool. I'm good with that. I'm sorry. Your week is way worse than mine. I'll do my best to console you while we're having the trophy made for worse weeks. But that you know that's not the point. The point of this is we all get stressed, regardless of the of, of the threshold of what gets us stressed and, and what we can handle. There's always a time where we feel stressed out and overwhelmed by shit going on. And there's a breaking point to where we we question our ability to get shit done and power through. But the lesson here is to take the LPDS step back. Okay. Detach from the emotions of it all. 
It's difficult to do. We know this. We know how difficult it is to detach from the emotions of shit. To make sound, logical decisions, have critical analysis of a situation, to make sound judgments and power through. But we have that's what you gotta do. You gotta you have to know your symptoms of when you're getting stressed. For me, I get hot. I start to sweat more. I start to talk with more urgency and quickness. And then I'm like, oh, it's probably because I got a lot of shit going on and I'm feel I'm starting to feel up against it. So know your symptoms. Know what happens to your body and your actions and your ticks that you might have, the little kicks and ticks that you might exude when you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed so that you can better recognize actively, oh shit. I'm a little stressed out. That way, it, it's a little bit better and easier for you to step back from the emotions and be like, okay, I'm in a stressful situation. Right now, it all looks like a pile of shit in front of me that I have to deal with all at the same time. And if I don't deal with it all, my life is going to be ruined. You could take the step back and you can start piecing that pile apart itemizing it, prioritizing this stuff, piecemealing it so that you have a game plan to get through this distress, realizing that these are not dead ends and brick walls. These are minor speed bumps and detours on your journey for the week. And then you can adapt, improvise, and overcome accordingly. You can create your contingency plan that allows you to take care of all the extra stuff that got piled onto you this week, as well as still meeting your strategic goals and visions of the week, if you have any, and you should have some. And if you don't know what I'm talking about and you need help figuring that all out, pop on over to Spearhead Leadership and we'll help you. Get on a free call and we'll get you there. But you do that create that contingency, you power through, you succeed at the end of the week, and now you're feeling a little bit better about yourself. You're feeling more confident because you just dealt with a stressful week of bullshit and you handled it like a boss. Now your comfort zone's expanded. You're more confident. You learned some lessons. Maybe you had to learn a new skill set to get through one of the hurdles. You figured out what some of your symptoms were, what gets you, you know, when you, what what your stressed out self looks like and how to handle that, how to approach that appropriately, and you get better, you learn and grow. And that's a big deal. As opposed to stewing in it, I was talking to somebody. I'm not going to mention any names. I'm not even going to get into any specifics of gender or what they were talking about or how I know this person, but I was talking to somebody and every question I had for this person was negative response. And then when I asked why it was somebody else's fault, why I'm not having a good time in my life this week, why my plans are going awry, why I can't do the things I want to do. It's other people's fault. They did this and they did that. And I tried my best to have a conversation, ask them 
well, is that the whole story? Can you give me all the context? And then you get all the context and you realize it's clearly not the the way that they say it is. They're just they're just deep inside their own feelings and emotions of this overwhelming shit weekend that they're trying to create this I'm a victim situation. They're not trying to create, they're inadvertently creating I'm a victim. Help me. It's everybody else's fault because you're that's that was a it's a flight or flight mechanism for this person. And I feel bad because I know it's I know they're more than capable of handling shit and taking ownership of their lives. But when you get stressed out and overwhelmed, that shit happens. You, your emotions take the take control over you. You're doing stuff that doesn't make sense to you or to anybody else. And that's what happened. But man, was it tough to listen to. It was just complaint after complaint after complaint after excuse after excuse after excuse. And when, when I, I I had to stop talking to them, I didn't even get to the cho- to the chance of asking them like, "Well, did you get anything done? Are you going to do anything productive?" Uh, I I, was just, I just had to remove myself and be like, "Well, good luck to you. I hope you seek the comfort, whatever, blah blah, blah that you need. I gotta go because I'm getting stressed and overwhelmed myself just being part of this ridiculous conversation." So we got to try to be better at that. Okay? So instead of doing that or or having a having a pee-pee contest on who is more stressed and who has more bullshit they got to deal with and a harder life, focus on how you can improve yourself about getting, you know, getting through these obstacles, getting through these tough times. Also, maybe how can I adjust my life in the long term so I don't have to deal with these in the future? Like maybe I need to get a new job. Maybe I need to get out of this relationship. Whatever that, you know, whatever those difficult conversations are. Start getting your mindset thinking about that. And that way you can pivot and improve appropriately. You can always stay on course as opposed to just being like a depressed, sad, complaining, whiny piece of garbage. And that's all I got for today. But before I go, we'll hit the big three really quick. Big three are the pillars to staying strong and being a better, happier, kinder, more genuine human being, less stressed human being, and to pass that goodness on to others. Number one, exercise every day whether it's physical, mental, or emotional exercise, do one thing every day to improve your physical, mental, emotional fitness and health. Number two, don't be a shitty person. Be a kind person. When the opportunity arises, most of the time it's going to be on social media and internet to be a shitty person to somebody and to respond negatively to somebody. Just take the step back and don't do anything. Don't add to the negativity of the situation and get your mindset out of, get your mind and your, and your, existence out of that environment altogether. That way you can focus on more important things like your health and wellness. And like number three, the most important one, be being genuinely thankful and grateful for all the good you have in your lives. If you live in gratitude, if your brain space is focused more on the gratitude and the positive of life, and you realize all the good things you have and how shitty your life would be without those good things, and you couple that with not being a shitty person to others, and you couple that with exercising something every day so you can be physically, mentally, and emotionally healthy, you're going to be right on track to being a better, happier, kinder, more genuine human being. 
and you can spread that goodness out to the rest of the world. And you'll have less stress, and you'll be able to better handle any stress you do have in your lives. So now that's all I got. Thank you guys again for listening. Don't forget to hit the hotline, 202-670-1114. Let's get some interactions going again with the fans. I'll try to think of some topics to bring to you guys as well so we can keep this train rolling. And then like and subscribe and tell your friends and enemies and spread the good word so that we can sp spread the all these great entertaining lessons that we get in the LPDS. So thank you guys again. I love you all. Stay strong.